marriage, hauntings, murder, we've got it all. A husband and wife talking about all things real, scary, and truthful. Welcome to our podcast. What's up? Yo. What? <laughs> Just starting off enthusiastic, are we? <coughs> well, I'm here. <laughs> we have made it. He's here. He hath risen. We did it. Told you my phone was on silent on oh my, my watch. <laughs> We're going to get into a fight this episode. <laughs> Who do you think will win? Caster votes now. <laughs> Everyone votes for me. Go for it. <laughs> I'll bet the over. <laughs> I'll bet on me. So what have you guys been doing since last week? <laughs> Why would you ask that? Because <laughs> I wanted to see your face. And it worked out perfectly. I wish you could. I thought you was going to ask me what I've been. You know what? I live with you. No. I wanted to see what you would do. Like if you would say something, but you just got real bad. Let me do a bunch of different voices and be somebody (laughs) else. Well, guys, I had a really strange week. I went to camp. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. That's a terrible idea. (laughs) Abort. Abort. Yeah. So what are you people that aren't talking back to us? What have you been up to? (laughs) How the hell are you? Yeah. Um... So we don't have a corrections corner because again I screwed up during the episode. Well, technically it wasn't my fault. They said he was twenty-seven. Oh, I just yeah. blindly went along with it, and then didn't think the about math it. never added up in my head. It never added up in mine either. But I was like, "That's what it says. That's what I copied." So, wow, <laughs> you're getting straight facts at here at Marriage, it. Hauntings, and Murder. <laughs> at least somebody called it. We do have super cool, awesome news. What? What? Our merchandise. We have so much super cool stuff, I guess. I worked on it, what, yesterday? So Thursday? Yeah, because today's Friday. I worked on it all day yesterday. And it's sweet. Pretty cool. We got all kinds of stuff. We got phone cases, shirts, socks, mugs, tank tops. What are these called? They're called net gators, like gators. a mask. Yeah. Um, we've got stickers, hoodies, hoodies. We got a bag. We got all kinds of stuff. It's super cool. I'm pretty excited. You can get them in like, like if you look at it, like it'll be, it'll look like, like oh, it's in white or oh, it's in teal. But if you click on it, there's like a million different colors for all the stuff too. So it's super cool. So, do you know where they can find us? Do you want me to do it? I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> T. <laughs> teespring.com slash stores slash mhm hyphen podcast and i'll put it um in our little description or whatever that way you can just click on it and go there you can get you some super cool merchandise like the stickers to me i think the stickers are cool i don't know why but i really like the stickers gators are pretty yeah the gators are cool too we have stuff with our logo on it and then we have stuff with the infamous okay so so that's on there. Yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> I see. Well, and our logo. There's more of that, looks like. But either way. Get you a gator. Yeah, they look really cool. I like the teal ones. I like them a lot. Or get you some stickers and pass them out to your friends. Put them everywhere. Let people know who we are. <laughs> that's a order. No, it's not. <laughs> No, it isn't. Please don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so teespring, T-E-E spring.com slash stores slash M-H-M hyphen podcast. But like I said, I'll link it. And then it's obviously like on Facebook and all that stuff. It's everywhere. You can finally have some super cool merch and be like, look how cool I look. Yeah. <laughs> looking fresh. Looking fly. Looking dope. Okay, so my father, shout, shout out father, um, sent me a case this morning. It's not what we're doing, but have you heard of this person that um, was from Kentucky and he had killed his girlfriend, I think, and then dismembered her and like carried her around in a suitcase. Have you heard of that? I have not. Neither have I. So he sends me a thing. I'm, it was like 7.30 this morning. But mind my business, I don't think I was even out of bed. No. And it says, 
that a cross-state homicide investigation is underway after a Louisville man admitted to dismembering his girlfriend and putting parts of her in a suitcase. He then traveled with the body parts on a bus to Chicago. That's a long way. I'm like, holy fuck. I went there on ice, but that's a long way. He, no, she was just in the suitcase. Like, I think it was her torso. Um, and so his family, like, picked him up from the bus stop or whatever. And they were like, how come you're not unpacking your suitcase? And he's like, mm, I don't really, I don't need yeah. to. Look, the sirens <laughs> are coming. <laughs> they are like, oh, my God, we hear you. Um, so he's like, I don't need to open my case or whatever. And so um, it stunk. I knew it. What? That it was going to stink. Well, yeah. <clears throat> That's why I said, is it on ice or nothing? No. And uh, it said that it stunk. And so they called the police and because a family member opened up the suitcase and found the body parts. And yes. he told police he still wanted to be with her even after death. Well. That is so crazy. Yeah. So obviously he's in custody and they're taking him back to Louisville. That's a pretty but, wild story. Damn. That's Can such I? a long way from Louisville to Chicago. On a bus. Yeah. Chicago's eight hours. Can you imagine that they would people like the people on the bus were probably like, what the fuck is that smell? Yeah. Like you would have to. I can't smell imagine it. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so dad sent me that this morning. So thanks, Dad. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of fitting because the, what we're talking about today kind of has to do with this member men as well. Hit me. So welcome to episode 12. <laughs> Hit me. Okay, so yeah, like I said, it's got stuff to do with today's. I put up a thing, but Amanda was like, I'm not even going to try to guess, so nobody guessed it. But I only did it like maybe an hour ago, too. <laughs> I'm slacking. Let me guess. Okay. Um, hold on a second. I will bring it up. Tell a joke or something. I don't know any jokes. <laughs> like a comedian. I don't know any jokes. There's 80,000 comedians sitting at home right now broke. I ain't trying to be one. <laughs> um, don't get short with me. This is serious. You may be pretty, but your personality sucks. Let's solve it. Is this about a Saw movie? Saw? No. It's Memorment you said earlier. Yes. It's it's a it's famous. John A. Ramsey. No. She wasn't dismembered. Oh fuck, I don't know. Oh my gosh. I have no idea what it is. The Black Dahlia. Oh god. That's not famous to me. How? I still, I just know the word. I don't even know what it means. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you have me in your life mm. to just bring, <laughs> bring you these. Yeah. I appreciate it. Bring you oh, these. Oh, maybe I do. Was there a movie about it? Yeah, but it wasn't very good. It had that girl from like Sugar and Spice in it or whatever. I can't think of what her name the is. It's Sugar and Spice. It's like a cheerleader movie, but they rob a bank. Pass. You'd know the girl if you I saw I think her. I've seen the movie. It wasn't very good. Yeah. Maybe I do know like a little I bit about even, it. I couldn't even like, I honestly couldn't tell you anybody that was in it. So you just did. I don't even know her name. Who it was? <laughs> Josh Hartnett was in it. He hmm. was the detective or whatever. Oh yeah, I have seen that movie then. It wasn't very good. Scarlett Johansson was in it. Yeah, but he was dope though. Hillary Swank. There's like a bunch of people in it. I don't even remember this. So must been really good. <laughs> So good. I have to watch it now. <laughs> we're just going to watch it, and that's the podcast. Yeah. We'll talk about it while we're watching watch it. Watch it podcast. Rewatch podcast. Yeah. So fired up. <laughs> no, I'm not sitting through that movie again. Okay. So it's never going to stop. And now that's all I can think about every time I say it. Um, on January 15th, 1947. 22-year-old Elizabeth Short, so there's the short. Yeah, what a clue. <laughs> was found brutally murdered. She was severed at the waist and left naked in a vacant lot in the Los Angeles area. Um, it says that they nicknamed her the Black Dahlia after a film noir 
murder mystery, The Blue Dahlia. So, oh, clever. They just changed their color. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Black sounds way better. Perfect name for this crime. It sounds creepier. Um, it says the Los Angeles Police Department proceeded with a super lengthy investigation about her death. Uh, there were many false reports, many suspects, false murder confessions, and nobody ever figured it out. Still? Still. Right. And it's been like 70 years or whatever. Where's my time travel machine? <laughs> I've seen the movie. I'll figure this I, out. I'm calling Josh Hartnett right now. Whatever happened to him? Oh, he's probably so. He's they just did the Penny Dreadful like reboot or whatever. He's in that show. Hmm. Eh. I don't remember right. it. Um. So she was born in July of 1924 in Massachusetts, Hyde Park, Massachusetts, to be exact. Um. Her parents moved uh to Medford, Massachusetts. Not long, whoa, Massachusetts. <laughs> not long after she was born. Um. Her father. His name was Cleo. What? That's what it says. Cleo. Hmm. Like okay. Miss like yeah, Miss I Cleo. know it. <laughs> tell let me tell you your fortunes, darling. And that's how she do, talks. Don't she do was that. like Jamaican Jama- or whatever. That's she's Jamaican. You ain't. <laughs> I wouldn't try that I again. I never said I was gonna be a voice actor. I don't try that again. Um he designed and built miniature golf courses. Tight. So you and Cleo would have been Pals. Yeah, we're doing pretty good buddies. Um, I, they, I, no, we wouldn't. I couldn't be able to get past Cleo. Just call him Mr. Short. Well, that's, that kind of sounds like an insult. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Shorty. Shorty. Um, when the Great Depression hit, he abandoned his wife, Phoebe, and his five daughters. Damn. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? We ain't got no money. I'm fucking leaving. Standard so guy, sounds like. He, this is, he proceeded to fake his own suicide leaving an empty car near a bridge, leading authorities to believe that he had jumped in the river. So, starting off, the story's already... I mean, that's pretty clever, but... (laughs) But really, back then, too, it'd probably be way easier to fake your death. You could just be like, meh, bye, and move somewhere else, and nobody would know. Yeah. Probably a lot easier. That's what I'm saying. It's pretty clever. Uh, I mean, I asked a straight-up asshole move, but... Yeah. So, the mom worked multiple jobs, um... But it says most of the Shorts family came from public assistance. One day, the mom, Phoebe, received a letter from Cleo, who had moved to California. And he had apologized. He's like, you know what? I'm sorry. You guys should come out here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I built a couple golf courses. I made a mistake. Let's. Yeah, I built some mini golf courses. You guys aren't going to believe it. Californians love this shit. Yeah. Um, so, Elizabeth, which is... The Black Dahlia. She was also known as Betty, Bet, or Beth. And it says that she was, Bet. she was a pretty girl. She was always told that she looked older and acted more mature than she really was. But she also had asthma and lung problems. So she couldn't, like, play sports. Boo. <laughs> Boo, sports. Um, she loved movies. And that was, like, all they could really afford to do because, you know, Great Depression or whatever. So they would go to the theater, and she was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be an actress. Yeah. Because that's what they all think. It's going to be me. (laughs) So when Elizabeth got older, her dad was like, come on out here, girl. What are these accents? I don't know. I just feel like we exercised. Come on out, darling. (laughs) The weather's nice. got, like, energy. I just feel like (laughs) just. Uh, maybe I'm going to be an actress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shooting for the stars. <laughs> Me and old Elizabeth shooting for the stars. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> he was like, come on out here and live with me, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and he's like, you can find a job, and then you can like be on your own and live your life, do whatever you want. So she worked in restaurants, and of course she worked in theaters, and she was like, I'm going to be a star, though. Like, you know, time for this. I'm going to be a star. Butter your own popcorn. So she packed her things and headed to live with her dad in 1943. But it didn't take long for them to be like, you know what? We don't fucking get along. Yeah. (laughs) 
So he would be like, you're lazy. You don't clean the house. Your dating habits are stupid. And then he was like, get out and kicked her out. Well, <laughs> shit happens. He built his golf courses and got, <laughs> got money and got rude. I mean, he's been an asshole since the beginning of the story. Yeah. So, so we obviously, we don't like you, Cleo. Um, yeah, fucking Cleo what kind of name is that anyway? <laughs> so there are plenty of people named Cleo. <laughs> I ain't never met one. Well, especially a guy. That aren't real. Um, so she applied for a job at a cashier at uh, the post exchange at Camp Cook. It says that she won the title Camp Cutie mm, in the beauty contest. Nice. You go, girl. Um, she was emotionally vulnerable and she was like, oh, I just need me a husband. Oh, I just need a husband. Don't do it, girl. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't do it. So they were like, look, you can't. She's not She's not an easy girl. That's what the guy said about her. They were like, she's not easy. She's a total square. She's a square who wants to get married. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> not that I think that. But. Yeah, uh-huh. So at Camp Cook, it became uncomfortable because, you know, all the guys, they were like, come on, girl. That thong, that thong, thong, thong. And she was like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Don't be singing that. I'm going to get <laughs> copyright. What? <laughs> what, you think Cisco's going to so do something she, about it? What does he, he might be do? Living, listening to our podcast right now. Shout out. If you are, Cisco. Yeah. What up? We love that song. Let's do a collab. Um, so she moved out and she started living with one of her friends. That was a lady. She was like, I can't live with these men. They've been hitting on me all the time. Um, so in September of 1943, she had a run in with the law. Ooh, because not so squarish anymore. Yeah, that you thought. Um, she had been out with a group of friends and they were being rowdy at a restaurant. And the owner called Classic. the Popo. And she was underage at the time. So she was booked and fingerprinted, but they didn't charge her because they were like, we feel so sorry for you, you Just pretty little thing. Out the wrong crowd. Um, and they were like, "You're gonna go back home, and you're gonna live with your mom in in the big MA." And then she was like, "Guess what?" No, I ain't, I ain't. motherfucker. <laughs> and she came back. And she moved to Hollywood. <laughs> so she comes back, and she's like, "This is it. I'm gonna do it." Now it's gonna be my time. It's my time, and you can't tell me no different. So she met a pilot named Lieutenant Gordon Fickling and fell in love. Because of course he's a pilot. He got that money. And he lives in Los Angeles. Dang, you sound like a gold digger. I'm saying she was. I'm like, you know a thing or two about it. Yeah, all the pilots I've dated in my life. <laughs> you know me. I ain't no pilot. <laughs> He was the type of man she'd been looking for. She's like, I did it. I found him. Oh, I found him. And then they were going to get married. And then he got shipped off to Europe. You, Europe. She was like, oh, oh no. How do I move on? Oh, she moved on with modeling. Are you going to interrupt me every sentence? I was already started. Once you start the verse, you can't stop. Mm -hmm. This podcast is going to be an hour long because I can't get through a sentence. Well, something hits me. I, I'm not going to filter myself. Mm-hmm. I got the music in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Proceed. Continue? Onward. Onward. Yeah. She took modeling jobs, but she was like, this isn't what I want. I want to be famous. I want to be an actress. That's what I want to do. So she went back um, home for the holidays, and then she moved to Miami. And then she began dating a guy in the service. She's like, oh my God, I still need to get married. Oh my God, I have to get married. And so this time, um, she was with a guy named Major Matt Gordon. And he was like, girl, I'm going to marry you. She's like, okay. But then guess what? He got killed. He got killed. He was killed in action in India, leaving her heartbroken. This girl, <laughs> she's like, I want to get married. And it's like the universe is like, no, I don't think so. So, um, she had a period of mourning where she said that she would be telling people that he was her husband, even though they never got married. Classic. 
And she also said that their baby had died in childbirth. Not so glad. <laughs> so she might have been a little off her rocker. She'd been crazy for a while in the story. Um, so when she began to recover, she was like, guess what? Time to go back to Hollywood. Gotta find me a husband. Gotta go. <laughs> Gotta find me an acting job and a husband. So she went back and she, um, remember the, the her former boyfriend, the fickling whatever. The pilot. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was. So just two boyfriends, right? <laughs> yeah. So she went back, and she she was like, oh, he could probably be a replacement for the guy that was gonna marry me. So she would write him letters, and she met him in Chicago, and of course. She was falling in love all over again. Yeah, she gotta get married. <laughs> she, she's gotta get married. <laughs> Can't try to have another kid. <laughs> so she was gonna join him in Long Beach before she moved back to California, where she was again gonna continue pursuing her movie star dreams. You'd... She's got some dreams that I feel like she just needs to go back home to the big MA because whatever she's trying to do ain't been working out. Like. I feel like it's time to just give up. Say anything? I'd never give up my dreams. <laughs> okay. Bring your life coach, are you? <laughs> just, I will never give no, up. I just my give up. Dreams. You know, well, you, try, you tried a couple times. I'm saying that it seems like the universe is trying to tell her, baby, don't go back there. So, she left Los Angeles on December 8th, uh, the year 1946, to go back to San Diego. But before she left, apparently she had been worried. She had been staying with somebody named Mark Hansen, who, um, when he was questioned in 1949, he said um, he didn't see her when she came back. Um, but she was sitting there one night when he came home with Anne. That was about 5.30 or 6.00. She was crying and saying that she had to get out. She's crying about being scared. One thing and another, I don't know. So he didn't know. That's <laughs> what yeah. I'm gathering from that. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark, for nothing. Um, when she was in San Diego, she met someone uh, named Dorothy French. She was a counter girl at the Aztec Theater. And nice. she had found Elizabeth sleeping in one of the theater seats in the evening show. And she was like, I left Hollywood because I just, it's obviously I can't be an actress. So she's finally realizing, time to do something else. Time to give up on your dream. <laughs> she said it was difficult because the actor strikes that were going on at the time. Dorothy was like, oh, mm -hmm. oh, well, poor sweet baby. Mm. Oh, well, poor sweet baby. And so she was like, you can stay at my mom's home. I mean, I don't live there, but you can. For a few, <laughs> for a few days. But she had stayed there for over a month. Like, bitch, I said a few days. Mm. I mean, moving in. Mooching. So, we're going back to her dad when he was like, you're lazy. Obviously. Yep. He was correct. <laughs> he, maybe Cleo knew all along. He was like, fuck. She's lazy. All she wants is a damn husband. But ain't willing to work for it. <laughs> And she's going to tell people when her uh, fiancé dies that they were married and she had a baby that didn't make it. So, yikes. Um, it says she did little housework. So, see? Little. <laughs> and so, she had late night partying and dating habits. So, she became enamored with a man named Robert Red Manley. And he was a salesman. He had a pregnant wife at home because don't they motherfucking always? It's always them. I mean, I'm not saying always that do. he killed this person, but she always these people like her always be getting wrapped up with shitty men. I guess. Well, don't blame the man. I didn't say it. Was, it's both our faults. <sighs> There's so many cops out tonight. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, what's going on? So. Red admitted that he was attracted to her, but he was like, I never slept with her. <laughs> Liar. Sure, yeah, didn't. Um, it says they saw each other on and off for a couple weeks, and she had asked him for a ride back to Hollywood, and he said yes. 
and he picked her up from um, the French household on January 8th, 1947. He paid for her a hotel room for the night, and they went out to party. And uh, when they when they came back, it says he slept on the bed and she slept in a chair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd be like, bitch, I ain't sleeping in this chair. I'm sure that's what happened. Yeah. So Red had an appointment um, on January 9th and that morning, and he went to pick her up around noon. And she was like, I'm going to go back to Massachusetts, but I need to meet my sister at the Biltmore Hotel. She needs to make up her fucking she mind. Needs, I know. I'm telling. See, you're like, give, don't give up on I'm your dreams. I'm not saying give up on your dreams. I'm saying make up your <laughs> fucking mind on what your dreams are. I got, you used to have one dream, maybe two. So, well, hers are. Either get I'm married gonna go or. Back, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. She's got, she's got conflicting dreams. Well, she needs to figure it the fuck out. Because <laughs> she's making me mad right now. <laughs> I don't even know her. <laughs> So, he took her to the hotel, but he didn't stay because he had another appointment. So, he was like, bye, I got GTG. And she was like, TTYL. Got to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know like, what, what TTYL means? No. Talk to you later? Nice. Oh. Were you not a 14-year-old girl? Uh, not that I recall. <laughs> when I was a 14-year-old man. Yeah. That w- there wasn't... Cell phone. MSN nothing. Messenger, bro. TTYL GTG. No, I didn't use it. I'm pretty sure we GTG when we talked to each other. In the you day. probably did. I'm like, what the? F-? I'm like, like, okay. I don't know what that means? Then when I get off, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> she put a curse on me. She um, just cussed me out. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, he didn't wait for her sister Robbie. He was like, bye, see your sister, Tata. And so it says when he said he saw her last, she was making phone calls in the hotel lobby. And so it says her, the hotel employees and Red were the last people to see her alive. As far as the LAPD could tell, only Elizabeth Killer saw her after January 9th, 1947. She was missing for six days before her body was found in a vacant lot on January 15th. Hmm. So... Okay. So. (laughs) It's mine now. So, on the morning of January 15th, a local housewife named Betty Bursinger left her home as usual. She's like, it's morning time. I got to get my stuff done. She had. (laughs) I got to get my steps in. Um, she was going to a shoe repair shop and she took her three-year-old child with her. So, as the two of them walked up the street, they got to the corner of Norton and 39th. And they were like, they nothing out here. Everything's vacant. Everything's, you know, it's kind of like walking through our town pretty much. Ain't shit. <laughs> Ain't nothing out here. So, um, they were walking along the sidewalk, and she noticed something in the weeds. She was like, what is this? What's this white thing over here? And so, she's like, eh, I don't really know. People throw trash into these vacant lots all the time. It's basically like, that's just what they do. Freaking litterers. The litter bug. The litter bugs. And so, um, she glanced over, and she thought that maybe somebody had thrown away a mannequin. Because, and she was like, well, that's weird to, like... You just like you you made the effort to like take it from your store to one of these vacant lots and like put it here like that <laughs> doesn't make any sense. And she was like, it's even more weird that it's like not like the full mannequin that's like part of it's here, part of it's here, right? Like it's not full mm-hmm. or whatever. So she was like, I'm just gonna keep walking. But then that little voice in her head was like, No girl. Check it out. Turn around, sister. And so she realized when she went back to look at it that it was not a mannequin. It was a woman who was severed in half. And, of course, she screamed bloody murder because wouldn't fucking you? You found a person cut in half? You found a person cut in half. Yes, you would. I think I'd scream bloody murder. Maybe. I'd be like, (laughs) fuff. Oh, what is that? It says she gave a panic scream. 
but I <gasps> that's a gas. Oh. <laughs> Scream gas, but same shit. Um, and she was like, We gotta get out of here. We gotta call the we gotta call the popo. And so she took her daughter and she was like, We got don't please oh my god, don't look at this. So Officer Frank Perkins and Will Fitzgerald arrived at the scene. They noticed, obviously, she was cut in half and she was naked. And they were like, oh, my God, we got to call somebody else. Oh, my God, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what? No, but. So here's a picture of her. She's got a blanket over her. Um, Because we don't want to see that. I would like to see it. I'm pretty sure you can find it. But it's, I don't want to see it that much. Mm, yeah, I don't want. No, I don't want to do that. So they noted that she looked like she was posed, like her arms were raised over her shoulders, her legs were like spread and like twisted. It says in a display of seductiveness. I don't know what that looks like. I guess. Um, <laughs> well, I don't. There were cuts and bruises all over her body and her mouth. This is what I hate the most about this. Her mouth had been sliced to extend her smile from ear to ear. Okay. Like. The Joker. Yeah. But like all the way back to her ear. It's fucking. I hate that. For some reason that I hate that the most. Like obviously she's cut in half and that's horrible. But like I hate that. It's just like a creep. Like it's like a creepy. Like what did you need to do that for? You know what I mean? Like, that was unnecessary. Well, why did you have to cut her in half? Well, killing so. <laughs> her in general is obviously unnecessary, but, like, it's like, you know, when they do, like, the creepy little, like, marks, like, that's, like, their marker, like, we don't fuck off. Like, we don't need that. No. I'm, I'm getting worked up. Let's just move on. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, I wish there was a camera here to, for me to look at, like, in the office. <laughs> because I will at, be doing it. Look at our security camera again. Um, <laughs> I just don't like it. It says they believe that she had been tied down and tortured for several days due to the rope marks on her wrist, ankles, and neck. Her butter. Oh, my God. So, he definitely cut her mouth while she was alive. I don't know, because it says her body had been cleanly sliced in half just about. No, I mean her smile, not the body. Why alive? Well, she was tortured for, if they think she was tortured, she definitely did that while No, he could have just, like beat and raped her for days and then mutilated the body after he killed her. People do weird shit because like right now there were no, there was no blood present on her body and there was none on the grass beneath her. So what, whoever did this, did this in such a way that like when he took her wherever there was going to be no mess. Yeah. He drained her. It says that they believe obviously she had been ki- killed elsewhere, cleaned of blood and then dumped overnight. It says uh, Lieutenant Jesse Haskins described the condition of the body. This is what he says. The body was laying with the head towards the north, the feet towards the south. The leg was five inches west. Left leg was five inches west of the sidewalk. The body was laying face up and severed part was jogged. I don't know what that means. Severed part was jogged over about 10 inches. The upper half of the body from the lower half. So they weren't centered with each other? Yeah, I guess. Um, There was a tire track right up against the curbing, and there was what appeared to be a possible bloody heel mark in this tire mark. And on the curbing, which is very low, there was one spot of blood. There was an empty paper cement sack laying in the driveway that also had a spot of blood on it. It had been brought there from some other location. The body was clean and appeared to have been washed. Very thorough. So this person... It's like they, it's like a, like, to me, it's almost like ritualistic. Like, you know, you clean them and it's just weird. It's so weird to me, but whatever. Uh, Different strokes. Yeah, I guess. Um, It says, while they obviously did a lot of homicides, um, the horrible nature of this case made it top priority because it's not every day that a woman was found laying next to a sidewalk cut in half. No, I'd say not every day. So uh, they assigned two detectives to the case, Detective Sergeant Harry Hansen and Detective Dennis Brown. So when they received their orders and arrived at the crime scene, word had already spread like pretty much all over town. They were like, we can't keep this a secret. 
And was Harry Hansen related to Mark Hansen? I don't know. I was wondering that too. It doesn't I'll say. I'll just solve this crime if he is. Yeah, we figured it out. It says there were reporters, photographers, and curious onlookers everywhere. They were carelessly trying to trample the crime scene and destroying evidence. So he was like, if y'all don't get the fuck out of here, you're next. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You see what happened here? You see? We're going to call him back. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, just like you said, because when I read the name earlier, I was like, I wonder if they're related. But I don't know. I mean, people have the same last name. But mm. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, people have the same life. So, while they were doing that, they took her body to the L.A. County morgue. They wanted to identify her as quickly as possible because, yeah, wouldn't you? So, they took her fingerprints. Um, It said it took about a week because they had to send them to the FBI in Washington, D.C. And there was, of course, a winter storm at the time. And so, it took a week. But they did her fingerprints, and they were like, uh, guess what? Yes. We know who she is. This is the Black Dahlia. <laughs> this is Elizabeth Short. Um, it says, the FBI uh, identified her as 22-year-old Elizabeth Short. As far as they knew, she had last resided in Santa Barbara and worked as a clerk at Camp Cook. So, like, they didn't even know about all the shit she had done in between. Failed marriages. <laughs> Fake Fake marriages, fake blah, 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 fake baby. Um, so the coroner reported that there was no sperm present on the body because obviously it had been cleaned. Um, there were numerous cuts and crisscross patterns all over her pubic area and her pubic hair had been removed by hand. Tweezed? I would assume. But either way, most of the damage seemed to be post-mortem including severing of the victim's body. It says the official cause of death was hemorrhage and shock due to the concussion of the brain and lacerations of the face. So she was alive. This person is a freak. Oh my God. So then they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I mean, what do you do? Um, because it's, I mean, it's just so odd. And it's not like this was something that you see all the time. You know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, we deal with this. This is like a thing. It's a regular it's Tuesday like, around here, huh? Yeah. So, mm. <sighs> so obviously, um, I had to tell her parentals, her parental units. Don't say that. What do you want me to say? Parents. Parental I can say units? parental units if I want. That? Who says that? I did. When? Just now. Okay, so. <laughs> stole it again. <laughs> That's mine now, actually. Uh-huh. Um, so they obviously told her parents, and her parents were obviously like, oh my god, no. Well, what? her mom probably was. We don't know Cleo's We don't know about Cleo, yet. yeah. Um, so the Herald Express which I'm assuming is the paper. That would assume. Had breaking information of the case, and they were like, we gotta get this shit out of here. We need to find everything we can out about Elizabeth Short. And so he was like, I'm gonna get all this information, and then I'm gonna try to uh, share it with the LAPD. But for a price. Well, no doubt. Because isn't that what you do? In so Depression, Absolutely. Um, Wayne Sutton, he was a Herald Express rewrite man, was assigned to locate uh, Phoebe, which was her mom, and he quickly found her, and then he was the one that had to give the news of her death. Hmm. So, like, the paper guy, I guess. Which, to me, is strange. I don't know why the cops... Whatever. Um, a different time, I guess. So... The paper guy was like, well, I need some information about her. So, he, she'd probably be too shaken up after I tell her that her daughter's dead. So, I'm going to get information out about her first by telling her that she won a beauty contest. Mm, what a move. <sighs> what a shitty person. And so, then he was like, okay, I got all the information I need. And then his boss was like, bitch, tell her about her daughter. On the way out, he's like, oh, yeah, she's dead. Oh, Bye. yeah, BT dubs. 
And so she, the mom didn't believe him. She was like, I can't, I can't believe this happened to my daughter. And so then they had to call the cops to tell her. And I'm thinking, well, why the fuck wouldn't you have done that in the first place? Like, why did you send a newspaper guy? <sighs> what do I know? Okay. That's so weird to me. So then, of course, after that, the paper was getting all kinds of fake reports. Like, mm. oh, I saw Steve and he did this. Or I saw Joe and you ain't going to believe this. And, so, and some of them were useful, obviously, because you have to. But then you have to dig through all the bullshit. So one of the callers told them that she had kept a photo album of herself and her friends in a trunk. And the trunk had gone missing during shipment from Chicago to L.A. But the paper was like, we're going to find it. And they did. They found it at a Greyhound station in downtown L.A. And so that's what they were going to use to, like, tell her story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, <laughs> we're going to take her own personal pictures. Yeah. <laughs> because we wrote. You know, I think working at a paper would be cool but people that work at a paper and do this shit i mean it's your job but like is it it's not your job to be just a complete that's what i'm saying piece of fucking shit that's what i'm saying i mean maybe it is their job to be a maybe i guess so they had two main theories on her killer are you do you want to guess mark hansen What's your other and red? And what's your other theory? And so you're saying people that she knew. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Absolutely. one of the one of the theories is that she had never met this person. They were like, "It's a stranger," because I mean that happens, obviously. And then the other theory was that she did. So the theory- well, there can only be two <laughs> fucking theories. Now. That's what I was gonna say. Their I thought theory- you was gonna hit me with like specific I, people. Well, but- that's why I played up like that because like you. <laughs> Well, she either knew her or she, she didn't. She either knew him or she didn't. It could be a man or a woman. That's all we got at this point. Um, <laughs> Is that all the, it takes to be a fucking FBI you agent? You did it. So, But they were like, I think she did know them because some of it seemed personal. Like it seemed like a personal yeah. thing. Mark, looking at you. <laughs> So, FBI criminal profiler and author John Douglas must have also believed that she knew the killer and had some emotional attachment to her because the horrific violence inflicted upon the body and leaving the body in such a public place would see that the person that did it would want to see um, her and all the wrongdoings that he believed that she had done to him. He's my medium suspect. Absolutely. He's my medium suspect. Um, so, um, let's see. He also said that the killer might have been a necrophiliac. Says, it must also be remembered that sadists of this type have super abundance of curiosity and are liable to spend much time with their victims after the spark of life has flickered. So. Yikes. <sighs> Yeah. People are crazy. People are fucking crazy pants, Miggy. So, on January 23rd, 1947, the examiner received a call from a man claiming to be the killer. Mark. Oh, my God. This is Mark. (laughs) (laughs) He told the editor that he was upset with the way that the story was being told in the papers. He was like, "Um, I mean, I can give you her belongings to, like, prove that what I'm telling you is the truth. And so then the examiner received a package and a letter. And it was like one of those super cool letters where like they do the, the, the paper clippings, you know? Magazine letters. Yeah. And here, so here's a picture of it. It says, I will give up in super cool it is, Dahlia killing if I get 10 years. Don't try to find me. It and says so what? I will give up in Dahlia killing if I get 10 years. Don't try to find me. But mm. see, it's all in paper clippings. Give me 10 years to live. And that's it. Um... So, paper clippings. So, the package included. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You're going to be so excited. The package included her birth certificate, business cards, photographs, and an address book with the name Mark Henson on the cover. Of course. Mark Henson, who had allowed Elizabeth to stay with him in the past. He was a prime mother trucking suspect. Told you. <laughs> Told you. 
on Jump Street. So her <laughs> her handbags and shoes were found in the trash can the same day that they got this package. Um, it, they were only found a few miles away from the vacant lot from where her body was dumped. These items were identified by Red before the LAPD said they no longer saw him as a suspect. So they were like, "You, not you, but this fucking Mark character. Yeah. We don't know. So um, it says that the location of all these items revealed that the killer was most likely within walking distance. So he was like, I'm going to put this here and put this here and I'm going to walk back. Yeah. So that's crazy pants to think about. Like, it's really quiet now that the PlayStation's went off. That's <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> Just decide that. No more background noise. So, soon they got more letters. Um, some were, like, the same way, like, uh, the clippings. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to say newspaper, but, I guess, well, yeah, I guess newspaper and magazine. Um, it says they got a bunch of those. Um, like, this one says, go slow. Man killer says Black Dahlia case. Don't, I don't really know what that means. Nobody does. <laughs> Go slow. Um, it says all the messages were convoluted and confusing. They were like, I don't know what the fuck this means. Um, it was just kind of a mess, really. Because people want weird fame. Like, even, I don't, I never understood the people that are like, yeah, I did this. When, like, they didn't have anything to do with it. Like, well, I don't get that. They want 15 minutes. But what if then they decide they were like, yeah, you did do this. And then you're like, oh, shit. Well, you shouldn't have <laughs> fucking said it. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> right now, I'm just playing, man. So um, it says that the way that she was cut, I almost said sliced, but that sounds horrific. Um, the way that she was cleanly cut into, sorry, they think that. The uh, killer had some kind of medical, medical history. background, of course. Oh, just had a really you? sharp blade. Are you solving this case right now? I've already solved it. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, "We think he's got a medical background. They think he knows what he's doing." I don't know. So um, it says, but the first suspected arrest for her murder was no medical student. They um, arrested Red first. Not Mark. They always arrest the wrong person first. But they were like, oh, you're telling the truth. Blah, blah, blah. So you can get out of here. Or is it both of them together? Or is it tag team back again? So it says due to the complexity of the case, the original investigators, like, they were like, if you knew her, you were suspect. Yeah. Well, yeah. You even looked at her. Guess what? Cleo, we're looking at you, bruh. (laughs) It says by June of 47, they had processed and eliminated a list of 75 suspects. By December of 1948, they had considered 192 people total. That's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Damn, bitch. Why you know so many people? Um, I'd like to know why they ruled them out, though. It says about 60 people confessed to her murder. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) But only 22 were considered viable suspects. The bolded names on this list are current suspects. Guess who's number one? Mark Hansen. Mark Hansen. There was also a doctor named George Hoddle and a Dr. Patrick S. O'Reilly. Um, so I don't know. I don't know those people. I didn't look them up because this is a pretty long but one. We already know who it was. <laughs> So, there's, like, a lot of people um, that are still considered suspects, I guess. Mark Hansen is still on that list. And Red is also still on the list. Even though the the popo was like, he didn't do it. People are like, yeah, I don't fucking believe you. Well, you can't just, just clear them all the way. It's, there's really no way to. Yeah. I don't know how they cleared any of them. That's what I'm saying. Well, I don't know. Let's, it's how, that, do you, well, how do you Red, have for Red, alibis said, back then? For Red, it said alibis. I don't know. Maybe somebody saw him and they were like, yeah, no, he was here. But it said that they also made him take a lie detector test. They had lie detector tests back in? I guess. It said it. Hmm. So, then at one point, they thought maybe this is a serial killer. Right? Of course. Yeah, look at her. Because, look at who? The body, the way the body was. Yeah, but why would she, so she would have had to been the first. 
So um, in January 1946, six-year-old Suzanne Degnan, I'll say, looks right, um, was kidnapped from her home in Chicago. It says, based on an anonymous tip a few days later, the police found portions of her dismembered body in sewers nearby. Um, a janitor in the building that they lived was originally arrested for the murder. And Chicago police was like, we figured it out. But he didn't do it. He got released. And he was also later awarded $20,000 for false arrest. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> He's like, uh, bitch, I didn't do that. Um, so William uh, Hirons? Hirons? Sounds right. I'd say Irons or Aaron's. I don't know. William was arrested in the summer of 1946 for committing a burglary in the same neighborhood. He was interrogated about the murder, and then he was like, "Guess what? I did it. It was did me. That too. You got it." Um, he was also linked to two additional murders from 1970, 1970, 1945. Another time traveler. Yeah, <laughs> got a lot of time traveling. Um, they thought maybe her murder could have had ties to this. But, of course, they don't know. Mm -mm. They don't know. So then another theory is that it was a police cover-up. Oh, you mean by Detective Hanson? Whatever. What was his Harry name? Hansen? Harry Henry? Harry? Harry. Harry. Um, it says Agnes Underwood, who was with the Herald Express at that time, because apparently that was like the fucking paper or whatever it was, magazine, I don't know. Um, says she, uh, she was like, she covered an interview for the first suspect in so red. She was like, you want to give me an interview? And he's like, sure. <laughs> give me that. Give me that interview. Come and tell all y'all motherfuckers I didn't do this. I'm going to tell you now. And so, um, it says the morning following the interview, Agnes was suddenly taken off the case. Dun, dun, dun. Woof up. It could take two days for her to be reassigned. However, she was also immediately pulled off the case again. And this time it was permanent. And she's like, what the hell? What's going on? And it uh, says that one theory thinks that she was removed from the case because she's getting too close to finding out the truth. And if LAPD had been trying to protect the killer, um, they were like, get her out of here. Mm -hmm. You can't be here. Classic move. Um, it says that the cover-up was also addressed again in 1949 when the case was still open because the grand jury was con convened in early 1949. And they were like, is it a cover-up? We don't know. And because uh, it says the 21 jurors did not have a suspect. And so they named Leslie Dillon as the prime suspect, which I don't know who that is. Um, but it says he was never indicted. Indicted? Yeah, indicted. Well, <laughs> I've been reading it. My eyes are starting to blur together. Um, it says the first reason that he, they let him go was because they said he was illeg illegally detained and there was lack of evidence. No Miranda rights? I guess not. And uh, it says that people did say he was in LA, San Francisco during the time of the murder, but they were like, y'all lying. So... I don't know. Who is this person? You're going to drop me a name and not tell me who they were? <laughs> he had to have been on the list. I'm sure he was, but I didn't go. Right. He was a bellhop, an aspiring writer, and had previously been a mortician's assistant. Well, he's obviously creepy. He claimed that someone named Jeff Connors was the killer. He was like, it ain't me, but it's Jeff it's Connors Jeff. must have been an alias for Mark Hansen. Mark Hansen. To this day, the grand jury has never indicted a suspect for the murder. They're just like, you know, we don't fucking know anything. So, who killed her, this says? And it says the short answer, we don't know. The long answer, we don't know. <laughs> Medium answer, we, we don't know. know. Eric's answer, Mark Hansen. Mark Hansen. Um, and Harry covered it up. Oh Take my it gosh. to the bank. So it says that many suspects and theories obviously were like put out there. They don't know. Um, most people think that it was either Ed Burns, Leslie Dillon, George, or George Hoddle. Hoddle? Hoddle? I don't know. So, 
I don't know. Um, they don't really think it was the serial killer thing. And they think that the police uh, cover-up also was like a good one. Yeah, it's my, it's my guess. Police cover-up? Yeah. Harry Hansen cover-up, Mark Hansen because they're related. Boom. <laughs> Case? Bye. <Solved. laughs> okay, so when I was doing the um, research for this, so I like to look at a little bit of everything, right? Like to get all, like to get everything. The deets. Like it. So I found an article, okay? And it says, don't look. This is from theguardian.com. And this was written in, I can't remember. I don't know. But it says, former Los Angeles Police Department detective Steve Hoddle has spent the last 15 years cataloging evidence that his dad killed Elizabeth Short and others. Wait, yeah, they just said Yes, I said his name. Wouldn't you just lose it? Like, (laughs) like what have you been doing for 15 years? Well. Trying to arrest my dad. I think that my father straight up killed this girl in the 40s or whatever. Isn't that freaking crazy? Yeah. uh, Like, I don't even know what to think about that. I mean, I would arrest my dad if he did some shit like that. (laughs) So. I would arrest my dad. Yeah. I. mm, I saw this and I was like, this is fun. This is cool. Well, I mean, I wouldn't arrest my dad for like speeding or nothing but you can't be out here doing murders like that okay so do you want to actually know about it though or do you just want to just know that well that he's not alive so we can't arrest him well then i really don't care well it says (laughs) that his dad died and he was going through his stuff and um it said that they had a strained relationship or whatever because obviously they did so he went through his father's stuff and he found a photo album wouldn't you know it? They always take fucking pictures. Ugh. So it's small enough to fit in his hand and bound in wood. Which is okay. weird to me. Um, so he was like, I'm going to open it up. And it was filled with pictures. This is my mom. This is my dad. Blah, 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 blah. But towards the back, there was a picture of a young woman with her eyes looking downward, curly, dark black hair. And he was like, I don't know who she is, but oh my God, it looks like the Black Dahlia. Hmm. And so he was like, well, (laughs) shit. (laughs) Damn damn it, dad. Damn it. So, um, like I said, he was, he's been doing this for 15 years, right? He's like, I'm going to connect it. I'm going to do it. But I'm like, your dad's dead. I mean, it would it's, it would be nice to have closing. But, like, it's not like you can ask him, you know. So. Um, Ouija board time. <laughs> my God. <laughs> so, he wrote a book called The Black Dahlia <laughs> Avenger, The True Story. And it's got hundreds of pages of evidence, chronologically like a cop's log. And it was the New York Times bestseller list in 2003. Um, he's got a lot of fans. It says it's made him uncomfortable because he's like, this isn't an obsession. Like, I really just want to know if my dad did like this biggest, one of the biggest murder mysteries of all time or whatever. (laughs) So, um, Steve is 74. So he's, he's a little old now. He's probably like, fuck, I want to do this anymore. But it says he's not the only person that's claimed that he solved her murder because, uh, apparently other people do this shit too. But well, I don't yeah. know their... I didn't look them up. Um, but yeah, this guy thinks that it was his freaking dad. Wouldn't you just die? I think it's Mark Hansen. So I guess <laughs> I'm going to turn into this guy. I'm going to start trying to prove my case against Mark and Harry. I'm going to figure out who Mark is. Mark and Harry, you're going down, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I'm sure you're already dead now, but you're going even you're further going down. down. Downtown Julie Brown. So, yeah, that's uh, Black Dahlia, and that is also a little fun fact about somebody thinking that his dad did it. Well, 
It's crazy. It's a crazy story. Like, can you imagine just like walking up and being like, what's this? Oh my God. This is not what I thought I was going to walk up on today. I never expect to walk up on that. No. <laughs> Which I try not to walk anywhere because it's 2020. I got a car. I got a car. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you remember it now? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't remember none of the, de- I remember the kind of, I remember the body being cut in half kind of. And I remember the smile being cut in. But see, like, my thing is, too, is like, you know, at the beginning of the story, they're like, oh, she was such a blah, blah, blah. Was she, though? Like, I mean, was she like this little perfect angel? Because it didn't really seem like it there later. She's just looking for love in all the wrong places. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know. She did fake a pregnancy, though. Yeah. I hope you're saying because I'm pregnant and I'm keeping and I'm it. I'm keeping it. Yeah, I don't know. So that don't mean she's. I mean, I mean she's a little. She's a little wacky. We'll say that. Yeah, she's. A I crazy. mean, I, she's not like she's a little crazy, the worst who, person we've ever talked about. But I'm saying I think that maybe she. I have always thought that maybe she wasn't the little good girl that everybody thought she was. Like every time I hear about it, I'm like, yeah, but. Either way, Mark didn't deserve to do that to her. She didn't deserve to have Mark <laughs> oh Thompson do that to her. God. Case closed for you, huh? Yeah, absolutely it is. <laughs> I have no other suspicions. <laughs> as soon as you said Harry Hansen, I knew it. <laughs> Just it's, shut, shut the book. Close the book. I'm done. Eric solved the case. Yeah, I, I'm clocking out. <laughs> Bunching out. Another one down, Chief. Yeah, whatever. So, any final thoughts about that? I'll see you in hell, Mark. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's really no thoughts on it. It's pretty. Like, what are you supposed to think yeah. about it? Yeah. I feel I'm gonna have to watch the movie now. Yeah. I just know that it wasn't right good, but now I'm the same way. Either like way, I'm like, gonna I have need to watch, to watch it. it because now I don't remember. Because if like, I, I want to know if these characters out of the like the real people out of the stories are in the movie yeah because then i'll get to see i'll get to visually see mark oh and harry oh my god and that guy that grip. guy's dad the hotel guy hotel guy yeah if they're like actually in it that'd be pretty that'd be pretty neat like the real people like yeah if they're they're live they're oh, real life in like, the movie like okay. as characters okay 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 noise yeah huh Fuck, I'm going to have to watch it. No. What can you do? Um, You forgot to shout out your peeps. Shout out Derek and Ashton. What? Yeah, Derek and Ashton. <laughs> we do have a cool, something cool happening. Um, Should we wait or should we say it now? Look, if you're going to say something, I don't know what you're talking about. You already know what's coming. What we will have in our hands. We're going to do a video. Should we just wait till the video? Oh my God. Are you serious? Actually, there's so I've many things that happened. I've sent you pictures today. I've, we've talked about it today. Oh, I'll just wait. Then never mind. We ain't got nothing <laughs> cool going on, girl. Never mind. Because I, I don't, I only have like an eighth of the information. So, I mean, you can tell me if you want. Well, we'll just wait. Because I don't know enough about it. We'll just wait, and Which then we'll do the video because... Basically, the basis of this podcast. We'll do the video and then shout her out afterwards. Shout out anyway. Shout out. You know who you are. You know. <laughs> you know who you are. Mark. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're just mad because I figured it out so fast. No, because I thought the same thing. I'm just not mm-hmm. obsessed. Okay. Come on now. Come on, Luna. You ain't had no mm-hmm. thoughts. Lord who Jesus. did you? Who you do think it is? If out of those, I don't know. You have to pick one of those. Get if you think it's one of those suspects, they do. I mean, when I read the last name, saw the last names were similar. That's my first guess as well. But I don't know that mortician guy. He would know how to do that. Well, anybody can cut somebody in half and drain the body and clean the body. Don't look at me because you are a mortician. And you just know how to do. No, that. I'm just saying you cut somebody. I'm saying in half, make gonna, them it's, look. It's gonna drain but them make them look. Like a mannequin, pretty much. No. I mean, obviously, I don't know how to do that, but it can't be that hard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where was well, I you gotta have... We've moved past that. Glad is, you got. I gave you a chance 
for your final thoughts, and you didn't say I have much. my final thoughts. So, I asked you what yours was. What you, are you even talking about? It's too late, bro. We've moved on. Too late for what? I asked you your final thoughts. I'm thought. saying what it's too late about? to talk about it now. We've moved on. Oh, my gosh. We were just talking about shouting people out. We ain't going back to the podcast. I, I closed that look, book. I'll talk about it. I closed whatever. that book. I closed it. I closed my book on it. Well, my book has been closed. Well, I closed mine first. I never opened a book. Cash coming in here. What are y'all talking about? Hi, Cash. Do you want to tell everybody hi and bark? Mm-mm. Speak for the very first time. He don't speak. He will not speak. He's two. He'll be three in March and will not speak. We'll be like, he'll speak, and he'll look at you like, I ain't fucking doing that. He's a pretty boy, though. <laughs> but he will stare at you. Oh, you're so cute. He's going to jump that fence yeah. or that gate. Do it. That are just going to knock it over. <laughs> if you hear a giant crash. Cash has uh, broken in. <laughs> he's like, for no, real, come on, guys. He, he's like, screw you, I'm out. Um, yeah, so that was Black Talia. And yeah. my book was closed first. Shout out, Derek Nashian. <laughs> and our secret shout out that you will get next week along with the video on our YouTube page. Yep. So... Don't forget to go buy your merchandise on Teespring. Like I said, I'll put the link in the description. And also, if you want to support the podcast and get shouted out so enthusiastically every week, you can do that as well. I'll do it. Eric will do it. I will do it. With all the excitement he's ever had. I'm not an excitable person. Excitement. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> okay, well, are you going to drum roll me out of here? Yep. Who's ready? Nobody. (laughs) We'll scare you later. Goodbye.